Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Um, don't have a lot of questions and um, I kind of wanted to uh, read a little bit tonight and also uh, take care of a lot of books that I need to get into the database so I can uh, hopefully go to the storage unit tomorrow and take some more boxes. But um, just a couple of updates. Um, I talked about sitting Bad Idea out this year, and I did. Uh, the uh, what was Bad Idea Part Two? What was Bad Idea Two Part One? I guess it's going to be Part One and Part Two. It's a list of several comics. It was Orc Island One through Four, Escape from Wyoming One through Three. They're all terrible. One and two. Uh, Werewolf X, the Society of the Fearless Frontiersmen. That was a one shot. Burning Man, December 28th. That one came out. That was a one shot. The Ends, one through three. The Finder, uh, one shot. And uh, that's the part two. And I was going to sit out and I was like... You know, after all said and done, I'd be like Bill Bomer and I'd look for them at cost in the future. And if I was able to get a series here and a series there, that would be fine. Because with Bad Idea, you really don't have to be all in because there's no continuity in this world. And it's a bunch of good stories and good art. So I was like, well, I can get the few series I want if I can get them at cost later on and I don't have to pay shipping and all this other stuff. Well, I started, I was on eBay and I just started looking, uh, you know, like I knew that Bad Idea 2 had ended, part one. And I started, you know, looking for searches and I found them all at cost uh, with a, a small shipping, like shipping was like six bucks. And I was like, Wow, and it was even a little, like cover price wise, most of the Bad Idea books are like seven bucks or eight bucks. So cost wise, I was able to get it for at cost, almost with shipping. So it was like if I was paying cover. So um, I was very happy to pull the trigger on that one and I got all those in. Uh, I did get uh, Sarge Steel number one. Uh, this is another rabbit hole that I've, gone down i did read that one um I, and i enjoyed it quite a bit and i will be getting more uh, sarge steel and uh, secret agent i did pick up like a secret agent at, at the comic book shop i can't remember what issue it was uh, i had already picked up another um uh what was it um, sarge steel because it has the second appearance of judo master just as a, I really didn't know what it was, it, but it had Judo Master talking about the art of Judo just as a, he, a floating head. And it, it, the irony of it is um, I did read, uh, what else did I read? Another, th was it, yeah, the first appearance of Judo Master as well um, because I just completed all my Judo Masters. And I did read that issue, which was a phenomenal issue. Like, like I was, I was describing this on uh, Geek Brunch Retro. I was saying Charlton's stories are really good. They're just kind of they, they, they have this weird flavor to them. They're kind of like flat. And what I mean by flat is there's not like a lot of emotion in them. It, it's, it's a solid story, and solid art, but the characters don't like latch on to you because you don't like feel emotion any kind of emotion it's, it's it's a strange thing but if you're in the mood for trying these they are pretty damn good comics they, they're they're really good, good comics but in that uh issue of the judo master it's not judo master number one it's like something weird it's like mysterious science stories or something like that uh, something about war stories it's number four Startling War Stories number four, something like that. I, I can never remember it because on the cover it doesn't say War Stories number four. It says Judo Master number four. So you 
it looks confusing but it if you open and look at the indicia it'll tell you what that is but i read that story which was the origin of judo master and him in the vietnam no it was world war ii in the world war ii he was on a, a japanese island fighting with a a, a young gun and he just starts shooting bullets into the middle of the the forest because he's starting to have a anxiety panic attack and he's like i think you hit something or someone and judo master goes well he's not judo master at the time he's he's a sergeant in the military he, he goes into the the forest and pulls somebody over his shoulder and you don't see who that shoulder is but he saves that person and he gets ambushed by a, a bunch of soldiers and it looks like he's done for like they're going to kill him right there and and the person that is on his shoulder but then a bunch of japanese swordsmen show up out of nowhere samurai and they start fighting and using a judo to uh take down these soldiers they don't have any guns they they fight with their fists and they take this guy to like this sort of area where they train and it turns out that the girl that he saved was the granddaughter of one of the the leaders of that that samurai judo faction if you will and then him and his uh lead teacher end up training him to become the judo master but in the back of that story it has uh, sarge steel teaching the reader judo so the irony of the situation is the second appearance of judo master is in sarge steel and and judo master is telling how to to teach judo but in the judo master comic it's sarge steel teaching about judo so it's kind of kind of strange but fun at the same time um i did get a couple of big dog ink uh comics uh ursa minor uh, this this was originally available at a comic store back in the day and you could order it from previews now you have to go kickstarter but uh ursa minor i had six and then se issue seven and eight are combined issues so um i think i'm i have a complete run of ursa minor and i support big dog inc if i'm uh getting like um completing the series which which is fine uh, but i don't know how he's he's gonna grow or if he's gonna grow more because i'm trying to trying to cut back on the kickstarter um the other thing i, I wanted to talk about briefly was uh my cutbacks I, i've been staying around you know 800 which is which is good and i i've been making some tough choices during that time to to do that um but every time i go to the lc most of my comics i get are from dcbs well, with the exception of uh, i do get quite a handful of comics uh at the lcs enough to have like I don't know five to ten a week at the LCS and I think the heart there's there's two things that really hurt me on the cutbacks the other ones I don't really miss it which which is strange to say because I love comics so much but I really miss the Marvel epic collections and I was just thumbing through the epic collections uh, recently and I noticed that they're, they have a new epic line called the Modern Epic Line, which is going more, the, the original epic line was like Silver Age, Bronze Age. And uh, it looks like the Modern uh, Epic Line is going to be, you know, 90s to 2000s. But I, I wasn't really attracted to that because I own most of it, for one thing. Uh, but the thing that really is get me itchy are, are the epic lines. I, I really miss getting them. And, and the other one is the Star Wars books. I, I, I've i been reading them digitally, so I, I've been getting my fix and stuff. But I really want the comics from a collection standpoint. Um, it's a franchise that I just adore. And yes, I know there's like there's got to be about eight titles a month at four bucks a pop so you know it's 32 bucks just for star wars 
and it might even be more some you know because sometimes they they have a bunch of one shots and all this but i've been real itchy to add those to my pools at the lcs even though dcbs would be cheaper um because i'm not getting a lot at the lcs and this would give me a like a bigger stack to to bring home at the lcs but um and i do get a discount there i, I think the discount at dcbs now it, god i remember the days when it was 40 percent to 50 percent now it's on average 36 percent i believe from since they switched to pengram random house which really sucks but um it is what it is and and that's why making cuts is is tough because the cost from a discount perspective from somebody like dcbs has decreased because of all the distributors before it was all diamond and they can give like lump sums of 50 to 40 percent used to be on average you could get a comic book for 40 percent off uh sometimes 50 percent off if it was the number one at, at dcbs and now it's like 36 or 32 it just depends um and that was the range that it was for independence and the dc discount has also gone down accordingly but um yeah it's uh it's a tough market and I, I but I god I must I have I am so close to pulling the trigger but that just means I would have to cut back roughly 36 to 40 dollars a month on something else and where does that come from I I know it can't come from Antarctic because I love Antarctic it can't come from Zenoscope because I, I'm just into it and dynamite I think it would have to come from Image and from Scout and Vault because I, I think that's uh, Aftershock is already self-destructing so they're and AWA has decreased so much that being full on them is is one or two issues a month but um, those are the only areas that I really could try to cut back you know forty dollars. And then suck in that $40 on Marvel. But I'm still contemplating. And what it would also mean is that I, I have to get about five months worth of the Star Wars books to catch up to what I've missed over the last five months. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting conundrum. And I, I don't know where I'm going with it, but I thought I would discuss it. Um, the other thing I'd encourage you to go is follow me on twitter at mike myers brunch and uh, i've been posting like all the issues i own of the creeper and plastic man and i own almost everything so i, I did find there was uh, a couple of creeper issues and they're on their way on ebay there's a detective comics that had a creeper and then there was a vertigo series beware of the creeper with the female creeper that i never bought i was aware of it because I actually took a picture of the creeper in me, a female creeper, at one of the conventions, and I was like, oh, I gotta seek this series out at some point, um, and I and read it because I haven't read it, but um, I should check the app to see if it's on there. Maybe I can read it. There there are a lot of Vertigo series on there now, if you have the Ultra, but uh, I, I have a feeling that that one is not there. But uh, wanted to talk about that. I, I will go back to my bookmarks and see if I have any questions left. But I think I I cleared them all out. Oh, I do have a few questions. Um, Jason from Hawaii and uh, I don't know if Jason listens to this but uh, I think Drew does and I, I just want to thank Jason is um, shout out in this episode so uh, Jason from Hawaii is very optimistic he's always been uh, an advocate of comic books and has also celebrated the medium and that's that's why I, I enjoy his company on the social media a lot and he's an advocate of all comics and very optimistic. But um, I've been getting a lot of requests lately uh, about interviews. You know, like 
please interview me because I have this Kickstarter or do this. And, and some of them are really good creators, but I don't, well, I think I am, I would be excellent interviewer because I could just jabber and talk. I don't enjoy that. Like I'd rather interview people about their collections than I would about a creator. And I don't know why that is, but I've never been drawn to actual interviews, but, um, Jason is excellent at it, and uh, he he has helped me with some of those. Uh, somebody hit me up on White Savior recently, and uh, Jason was able to help me with that one. And there's a new one, which I'm not going to mention because I don't know if he's going to be able to add it to his schedule. But there was another request. This guy's been um, he's done work with DC and Marvel and Valiant. And uh, he's got a new Kickstarter coming, and I won't say what it is because I don't know what um, I don't know if Jason's going to be able to accommodate him. But um, he 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 was able to, you know, me and Jason had a chat, and he was able to say, "Well, I'll see what I can do," which I which I really appreciate. So shout out to Jason for for uh, more or less helping me with uh, with that problem. Because I, I, I hate to leave, for, for one thing, I don't want, well, it tells me a couple things. Um, it tells me that a lot of these creators want to get their work out, and they know I'm a podcaster, but they really don't know me, and they don't know why I podcast and that I don't do interviews. I've only done a couple interviews. I did Andrew Peepoy on the show with his Kickstarter. Um, and the only reason I did that one is because Andrew Peepoy is a dear friend of mine. Like, I, I talked to him for hours at conventions, and I have, like, at least 20 commissions from Andrew Peepoy. And uh, I, I will continue to interview Andrew if he ever needs help doing anything. But outside of that, or, like, people like, Robert Atkins or, or people that I actually consider friends and uh, have been on DC Noise that are, are more friends than I can I consider them friend first before creator uh, I, I will talk to but the other the other ones that I'd be interested in I'll, I'll forward it to you know somebody who does do the interviews because I they, they deserve to have their work out there and plus I'm not a good draw for like I don't even look at my download numbers but it's not impressive <laughs> uh, I, I am barely holding on to an audience um, when I first started I, 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 I think I was getting about a thousand downloads per episode and I haven't even checked because I have to ask Derek for these statistics because they're under his feed and I, I just don't because I for one for one thing I do this because it's fun like I enjoy it for another thing I don't ever want to be discouraged because I know two people are listening to it if that makes any sense um, but um, it keeps me going with an optimism and excitement and just not knowing that there there are listeners out there but um, when I was with other co-hosts and stuff, they were very animate about knowing about download numbers, and I had never been, and um, I I really don't care. I I mean, competition. There there's so many podcasts out there, and there's so many times you can choose something over another, and you know a lot of those people are looking at their numbers and saying, well, is it really worth me doing this? Well, for me, it's worth it because I I talk to my friends about comic books. And it's kind of like a diary, which is what this one is. Um, so, uh, Jason asks, What was one comic you really wanted to buy, either on my comic shop or from a con, but couldn't? Because you don't have the money for it. Um, I do have the money. I just I question spending that much on something. 
<clears throat> so if there's a book that's a thousand dollars or anywhere between 500 and up I have a harder time justifying it but unless it's something that was really special for me to complete a run like daredevil number one or something like that um like i'll never have fantastic four number one i'll never have amazing uh fantasy number 15 um there's there's come kind of some things that i just accept but i would like all of those um i do have regrets one time i didn't pull the trigger on um green lantern i think it was was one through four and really that's when you when it's you look at green lantern uh with the exception of when he was launched in showcase hal jordan i only need like a handful of issues and it's like one through four and the showcases um i had an opportunity to get a showcase recently with the green lantern at an affordable cost but this was a beat up copy uh in in the fine can i mean not fine condition but the fair condition if you know what that is that's below good so um yeah that was affordable though so i could have gotten it potentially but i didn't but um yeah i would say green lantern you know one through four I, i would like to have because then i could just say well i have and then the same thing with the the Justice League, you know, Justice League uh, showcase, whatever that number is, 28 or whatever. Um, Brave and the Bold is where where they first appeared, and then have Justice League one through four again there. Uh, another one I would like to pull the trigger on, but I probably won't is uh, Captain America's first uh, Silver Age appearance, in um, not Silver Age appearance, but first appearance as an Avenger is uh avengers number four so there there's i could go on and on and on and on and then uh there was a time back when um ed at, at the comic shop was uh getting a lot of golden age like from somebody and i i did take advantage i bought batman number four and i bought some really early batmans and i had the same opportunity to buy some beat up copies but g good to vg copies of early superman and i didn't and that would have been awesome to have too so that that's something i i should mention uh jason also asks have you ever had someone contact you to buy their collection and did you buy it um no uh i i don't know why that hasn't happened but uh with the exception of Reed, who's probably my only listener <laughs> that's been listening since Geek Brunch <laughs> and uh, listens to my podcasts. But Reed, um, I there was a time where we were going back and forth. He was offloading his collection and he would say, can you send me the list of Avengers? Can you send me a list of Amazing Spider-Man? And I filled a lot of the runs for that um through that situation so that that worked out seems like i'm going to lose my voice again um so so what's going on is i've had a cold for six weeks and the cough hasn't really gone away even though you're not hearing me cough um i do cough a lot you know at work and i have times and uh but there is a cough medicine that the doctor gave me and it does suppress the cough like dramatically but uh and i'm out of it now i've used it all um but it it's not fixing the problem it just gets rid of it for uh, 12 hours so um yeah there's that and i i think me talking a long time too gets me to lose my voice so um no there hasn't been there's been times at the shop where i've seen people go in and sell their collections to ed for like dirt cheap and i've kind of like scoured the i saw what was in the collection and i i didn't want to interrupt ed's game but uh i would have offered a lot more um you know they bring in like three long boxes of bronze age stuff 
and and sell it for dirt cheap and I would have tripled it. <clears throat> so there's been situations that I think it would have worked, but I didn't want to uh, screw up my relationship with um, the owner of the store. Uh, Dallo um, asked a question. Who are the best three characters created since 1980 and why? Um, I... I, I, I you say follow-on question. Do you consider characters who have new personas or costumes like Nightwing new? Yes, and I, I think Nightwing is is one of those. Um, I, I'm gonna say the 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 quest the characters that have been created um, that I missed out on. Um, Deadpool. Um, I think he was huge, and he's has you know three movies. Well, the third one's going to be coming out soon, but uh, I, I I think it would have been a that that's one that I might pull the trigger on because of my New Mutants run. The only one I'm missing is 98, and I could get like a 6.0 for pretty cheap. And I, I'm thinking about going that route, even though I have a facsimile edition. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to grab myself a water so I, I can keep talking. Uh, I just need to wet my oh whistle a little bit but uh i think deadpool is a very important character um i think nightwing is not a character he's more that was created he was an evolution of a character and no i wouldn't consider him i I still consider him dick grayson robin um and also batman and uh, nightwing he's had all those personas So I don't include like Carnage, um, because he's an offshoot of Venom, or any of the symbi- symbiotes that have come after that, because they're just derivatives, um, in my opinion. So I would say Deadpool was a big one, um, but you said, uh, yeah, 1980, so that would qualify. <coughs> um, Huh. 1980 goes back a long way. So, um... There's a lot of characters to consider. Maybe it's because I'm a Rob Liefeld fan, but, uh... I think Cable's another big character that came out. Um... And I won't consider Gwenpool because... Uh... She's derivative... I, I almost want to say Spider Gwen though. That book's expensive. She's important and she's based on a dead character, even though it's in the Spider Verse. I, I would say that one's pretty important. I I, I missed out on it. Edge of Spider Man uh, number two, I think it is. I have all the rest of them, and and I had the opportunity to buy this like right when it came out, like. I think it was like three months after it came out. And uh, the the irony of the situation is Ed said he had it for 17 bucks, And I said, this character is not going to have any long-term of hold. And I'll just, I'll just wait. But it did. I, I got burnt. I got burnt on that one. Uh, that would be a good one to have. Um... What year was Incredible Hulk 181? You said 1980. Incredible. I'm losing track of time as I get older. Hulk. Let's see. (coughs) That was 1974, so we're, we're off on that one. But that would have been a heck of a... A book to uh, it's probably a good idea that I'm looking at this because I know I have yeah the facsimile edition they're resoliciting the new 181 in uh, the new the the latest previews which is 
you can't place your order yet for this, but it's what's coming out. They have a new a new printing of 180 and 181, and I forget what the other issue was. But they're all like reprints of reprints, which is fact of uh, facsimile editions, new issues of. Well, I don't have 182 of the Hulk. I could have sworn I had it. I have a facsimile of it. That one's weird because I have... It's almost like I was looking at it and I marked it down as fine. But I haven't claimed it. That's something I need to check. If I misdo something like that, that would suck. Because I'll probably double dip on that one. But um, I'll go Dead Deadpool, Cable. I think those are two Rob Liefeld... Uh, creations that were very very important um, what's the first appearance of Venom that would be another one that's very important first appearance of Venom <coughs> yeah that's 1984 so I, I would also say Venom is very important uh, creation. Um, so I, I've mentioned three Marvel. I really should look at three DC, but uh, it seems like the DC ones are all modern. Like I can't think of like any really big books because they don't they don't explode. But um, <sighs> I I don't know what I could say there because you know these first appearances are are big. DC's a little harder. Like the first appearance of Deathstroke, I think Deathstroke's very important in terms of a villain. Um, and he he maintains a lot of his titles, and that's a new t t Teen Titans. So I I would say Deathstroke is definitely one that, that is one of the more important. Uh, DC villains slash anti-heroes because sometimes he is an anti-hero. Um, he's even seen uh, a little bit of coverage in um, the movies because they had um, a guy play him and he showed up in the after credits, but we never really saw anything um, come out of that. It's supposed to be like a Justice League 2 movie, but... Um, they just couldn't get enough box office, which is a shame. I would have loved, loved to have seen that uh, Ben Affleck versus uh, Deathstroke. So Deathstroke would be one of my DCs. Um, uh, I don't know if Raven and Starfire or C Cyborg would be pretty up there, but his his appearance isn't worth a lot. But in terms of uh, being an important character in DC, Cyborg would probably be up there. Um, Azrael, I, I think, is important, but he's been diminished um, because he hasn't been around much. But uh, Azrael was big with the Joe Quesada at one time. And he eventually became Batman, which was cool. I would I would say Bane was another great creation um, for the Batman villains. Oh, most of the Flash villains came Silver Age, uh, and then they you know wrote the hell out of them. But So I'll just go with Bane and Deathstroke, and if I have to think of another, another one, uh, Harley Quinn, um, huge uh, character creation. It's been in movies, had her own movie, has her own cartoons. Um, I th I think she's one of the top DC characters, and also top marketing characters. And her first appearance is no joke. It's you know it's expensive. Even though her real first appearance was in the animated series. Um, 
I would say the question is very important, but he was created in Charlton. But, but it, I knew him from D.C. and then went and got his Charlton appearances. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, I'll have to revisit this uh, again um, because there's so, there's so much to think about. Uh, especially, like, I have so much wealth of DC characters, and I can even go through my statue there and, you know, see, like, one that hasn't taken off in, in terms of value, but had a pretty good run at the time, was Hitman, and I, and I, I think he has a place to grow, and I think he would be a damn good character to put in you know uh, a TV show because uh, you could have a little bit of humor you could have uh, craziness um, and adventure it, it, it would be a lot of fun uh, for sure so yeah I'll, God that's a tough tough question to think and I'll, I'll probably think of a ton more. I can maybe come back to that and, and, you know, add on to that. But with Marvel, I'll go with Venom, Cable, and Deadpool. With, uh, which, which the irony of the situation is one's a Todd McFarlane and two, uh, Rob Liefelds. <laughs> um, and for the other ones, I, 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 I'm just going to go with Deathstroke. Um, and uh, Bane, I think he's he's important. Hasn't been portrayed well in film, to 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 my liking anyway. But um, well, I the guy and in, in the the third Batman movie, I thought he was pretty good. The one, not the one where he uh, was controlled by Poison Ivy. That was a little weak. Um, in my opinion, but the one where it, it has that he has that cookie monster voice, uh, that one was uh, a pretty good rendition of Bane. Um, I, I enjoyed it in in film. Um, I think Azrael was is important. I think um, Harlequin, you know. So so that that's just a handful. On the DC side, it seems like I, I pushed out a lot of villains. On the Marvel side, Venom is a villain slash anti-hero. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll stick with my guns and go with that. And, and, and a lot of those have value in terms of cost. Um, Deathstroke's first appearance is a couple hundred. Um, Harlequin's is you know good. Uh, I don't think Bane's is that expensive, but it could be. It could be. Uh, and, uh, on DC side, it could also be like uh, a Doomsday, incredible villain to you know play with the uh, the villain that killed Superman. So yeah, um, a lot of the characters are derivative, like uh, Tim Drake is a Robin that became, you know, Robin, Jason Todd, Robin. Um, yeah, it's it's very um, interesting playground of uh, derivative characters, all the super boys that have come out. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's a lot to think about. So I will I will uh, wrap that piece up, and I'm gonna go compile uh, what I read. So I'll be back in a few. All right, I'm back, and let's rock this list. So this is uh, February 27th through March 5th, 2023. The uh, movies I watched. I watched a lot that week. Uh, the three out of five was everything, everywhere, all at once. I know this is Academy Award winner, and uh, well reviewed. 
well thought of movie, but I really didn't like it. I, I I understood what the the depth of the story was. I understood the fun of the movie, and it it just I literally wanted the movie to end. I I just didn't like anything about this. I I have trouble with this multiverse, even though D, I'm a DC fan. The multiverse existed. I don't like when it like crosses over and, and I struggle with all the Spider-Mans that are around and all the multiverses. Um, I liked when DC had a multiverse that was contained. I could read an earth two comic or a regular earth comic. And I would know that, yeah, these were earth two characters and they exist in their world. I don't like when it all mixes together into a world and you know I yeah I did I gave it a three out of five just because I appreciated it but I really how I felt about the movie is I, I got a Showtime trial just one of the reasons just to watch this thing because I really wanted to watch it and I I, I, I for me personally I, I was very disappointed. I, I can understand why people like it so much, though. So, yeah, if you like it, great. Um, I It just didn't work for me at, at any level, personally. I would have given it a 2 out of 5, but I threw in a... I can appreciate where they're going with this kind of point, if you will. But I, I really didn't want to watch it. And it was a struggle to get through yeah, for, for me. Uh, the 4 out of 5s were Maneater... Um, Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumania, Cobra, that's Sylvester Stallone, uh, Death Wish 1 through 5, <laughs> The Final Countdown, which I absolutely love that movie of aircraft carrier, going back in time to Pearl Harbor time, and the 5 out of 5 was Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, which I've ever seen, like, I, I can, like, memorize the the lines in this movie, I've seen it so many times. I probably saw it for this, I don't know, 25th time, if not more. The comics that week were a total of 19. That's where I read, even though I get so many. I'm pretty much a solid 19 uh, or slightly higher. I mean, when I have yeah, work, just I, I could see me doing a lot more if I was retired. But my all my reading happens on Saturday that that's all my reading and very seldom like usually when I hit above 19 it's because I read during the week because I can't sleep and now that I've been on that cough medicine I've been sleeping uh knocking me out but uh we have 19 comics two Zenoscope two Marvel one Kickstarter one image one Dynamite 12 DC uh we'll start at the bottom uh they're all four out of fives except for the five out of five is DC's new Wildcats one through three. I I am adoring this title. I love it. Uh, I God, I hope it goes on forever. But uh, uh, we got Primal number seven. Um, this is a Jungle Girl comic, and it was probably the one of the first Kickstarter Jungle Girl comics that I I've read you know that I read and realized I love this jungle girl phenomenon or, or jungle comics in general and uh, this one gets a little uh, strange because she gets caught by her adversary and escapes but uh, aliens are involved so it adds uh, more of a sci-fi blend to this uh, primal primal is gonna start showing up in jungle comics and I'm very curious how they're going to edit it because there's a rated R slash uh, high nudity factor, and to to date I haven't seen Antarctic do the you know nudity, so I wonder how they're going to to do that. Uh, X Force 34, I did read that one on the app, even though I do buy that one physically. That was like a midnight read. Uh, I I've I do enjoy Benjamin Percy on. X-Force and Wolverine. I, I think they're... Uh, I have cut back on X-Men comics, but I still buy those two. We have X-Men Red, number seven. This was uh, Judgment Day, The Death of Magneto. 
this one's interesting because I I'm, I'm very curious to see if they I know they won't keep Magneto dead, but I'm I'm curious to see how they keep keep him dead as long as they do and they don't reincarnate him because they could. Uh, it was sort of his wish that he doesn't get it with the Krakoa thing. We have Weird War, War Tales number 93 and 97, which featured the creature, the origin and uh, first missions of the creature commandos. Uh, that was fun. Uh, we got Catman and Kitten from Dynamite. This is a uh, public domain type characters, but a very fun and engrossing one shot. Uh, would love to see if Dynamite would make it a quarterly or yearly Catman comic. I, I would be very entertained by that. Um, Wonderland number 24 and 25, a fantastic wrap up to this Wonderland arc. The Queen of Clubs, Queen of Diamonds, Cheshire Cat, Hazel, Violet, and Kaylee, who are our main characters, Violet and Kaylee, mother and daughter, uh, unite to fight the Void and the Queen of Spades. A lot of death, but Violet and Kaylee come out as the winners, and Kaylee becomes the White Queen. And we already talked about Violet becoming the Mad Hatter. So yeah, that's that was very entertaining. I, I do got to get back onto that world. Uh, that was I was reading on the app. I, I don't own much, many Wonderland, uh, any Alice in Wonderland or Wonderland comics, and that's why I was reading it on the app. <coughs> but um, enjoyed the hell out of it. We have Dark Crisis one through seven, um, the death of the Justice League, and this is uh, and John tries to form his own league, but Deathstroke and the villains try to prevent that from happening by attacking the Titans, and everybody else. Uh, Beast Boy is almost killed uh, by Deathstroke, and uh, the Legion of Doom fights against uh, the Deathstroke and his team. Uh, so it's even villain against villain. Justice League prevails with the help of Black Adam and the Justice Society, and the multiverse as large is getting as large as it was pre-crisis, and I mean pre-first crisis. So we have uh, the four out of five is lovesick number uh, five. Um, I really have bonded onto this series, and uh, part of the reason is I understand where it's coming from. I understand the back matter. I understand I, where I think it's going, and it, it's become darker with each issue. But this book becomes very dark and makes you feel uncomfortable for sure. This issue was the best of the series. So far, Luana Vecino's story are of art and art are amazing. She does the art and story. She does have somebody script it after she writes it and draws it. Somebody comes in there and puts the words and I, I think translates it as well because I think it's Europe. I think she's European. The back matter is also very interesting as she describes her research and her motivations for for putting this thing together um then then we get into the five out of fives wildcats number one through three the latest incarnation um this is the formation of the the new company and the team and grifter is causing all kinds of havoc seven soldiers of victory are a front um for that company and and they seem to get all the credit Whereas the Wildcats are like the dirty ops group. Uh, the Wildcats consist of Void, um, uh, Grifter, Zealot, uh, Caitlyn uh, from the Gen 13 um, team. But she's, she's different than the one we know because she's a little girl. She's like, I don't know, 12 maybe? But when she turns into Fairchild, she's... She grows to about six feet something, and uh, it, it's a very interesting concept. Those three are the main core of Wildcats, but they do talk to Lady Tron a lot, and Void transports them in and out on their missions, and the other member of that team is Voodoo. So um, a lot of the other characters that were Gen 13 and or Wildcats or other stuff, they're majestic. They, they're part of the Seven Soldiers. 
and they seem to just their motivations and purpose are they don't seem like heroes they seem like they're just a front so they could be the media of what good comes out of things and they'll take all the credit but i i, I think this is a five out of five i love the story i love the art i think it's amazing um we'll then get to the week of 3 6 through 3 12. Uh, we'll start with the shows watch the reef stalked that was a, a shark movie uh and or um, that's the disney plus show and violet night that was a movie of about a santa claus robot or was that the robot one no that wasn't the robot one violent night was the one that went to theaters and that was about a santa claus the real santa uh going on to deliver gifts and gets caught up in a uh a rich person somebody's robbing him on christmas and gets caught up in that mess and it becomes a violent night there were 21 comics read five zenoscope six marvel one kickstarter five image one behemoth and three antarctic the three out of fives were jungle dangers um there wasn't a lot of substance and this this one made me feel a little uncomfortable because i don't mind nasty but this was like this was weird because it was almost like it was violence towards women through jungle girls getting eaten or maimed by dinosaurs and or something else it was very unusual and it was mostly art um it was drawn really nice but uh i i wasn't my favorite jungle comic for sure but uh because it was drawn well i gave it a three out of five uh we have all out avengers number three i'm not getting this physically i'm just reading it when it comes out digitally it's the avengers versus the red skull lmds um i don't feel like i missed out by not getting this uh it's a three out of five um and i don't expect it to get higher um just because of the nature of it there's not a lot of depth uh we got it's mostly like here's some action and then we'll end it here's another one shot with some action and then we'll end it Hex wire number one, I gave a three out of five. I thought I would like it a lot more. The art is very tight and good, but it wasn't filling the story. I think I like the supernatural aspect, but not the cyberpunk aspect. Uh, that could change, though, as I get to future issues. We have the four out of fives. I have Knights of X number five. It wraps up the story where Merlin is defeated and Arthur is gone. Gambit is believed to be alive. Uh, Captain Britain forms the core again, and Rachel stays with her. We have X-Men Red number 8. Cable starts his war with Abigail Brand. That's really good. I like this X-Men Red um, quite a bit. We have X-Men number 12. This is the Jonathan Hickman run. Um, before it gets the next volume, and it's not Jonathan Hickman, uh, it sets up the the summoner and the events before the x of swords and i was going to attempt to read x of swords <coughs> from beginning to end i read most of it in singles but not at, with the bookends and not in the order that was supposed to but like if i was reading x-men or x4 or wolverine and they happened to be crossed over with that i would read it but not as an event and um I was thinking about reading that, but man, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I started it. I, I did like the book, the book, the way the book started with the X of Swords, uh, Alpha, if you will. Uh, explained a lot um, for the series. We have Revolvers number two. This is that Western uh, Detroit cop in hell thing. He is in hell and trying to find his murderer. He shows his previous affairs with women. His former partner may have been involved in his death. He uses the revolvers to fight off death while he's in purgatory. I This series is growing on me. Uh, number one, I wasn't quite too sure 
I, I like the Detroit aspect of him being a cop in Detroit and this city and and then it got supernatural and now that I kind of like know where it is I, I like it a lot more it's a top cow uh, image book did I get credit for that yeah I did I think Immortal X-Men 7 and 8 uh, this is the finale to the Judgment Day crosser gives more backstory on Cap's death and his resurrection Destiny and Mystique's first encounter with Sinister leading up to the event that was excellent uh, we got from Xenoscope, Man Goat and Bunnyman, Green Eggs and Blam. Bunnyman is very upset with uh, Man Goat for hitting on his mom and girlfriend. He goes off on an adventure with a, a jackalope character uh, to find his father. He comes across a scientist who wants to breed him with a dog woman so the dogmen can establish dominance over the Bunnymen because they've had like this age-long war. Bunnyman's father is not really his father, and they defeat Dogman, and the scientist is killed. It was a fun series, and I will continue to get these uh, Man, Goat, and Bunnyman uh, comics. we got Planet Comics 5-7. through seven. This is the anthology from Antarctic. A, prison, a prisoner goes to prison on, at Sat, on Saturn, and he is a werewolf. It has a hoarder living on an asteroid. Uh, on the Wings of Love, which is about three astronauts find an object that makes them turn on one another, and a world-building peaceful planet about to be destroyed by a cyborg villain. We have Ant Number Six, Spawn, Savage Dragon, and Ant take on a big bad, and then go their separate ways. We have Wonderland from Xenoscope Number 26 and 27. Really enjoying this series on Comicsology Unlimited. The White Queen establishes her new role as leader of Wonderland as she goes into the forest looking for a missing child. We have the Firstborns, number one. All of these are four out of fives, by the way. The last three out of five was Hexware. It's an alien energy hits Earth uh, and raised up a kid killed by bullies. This one's getting really interesting. And the art is like, god dang it. It's a very stylized art, but I love it. <coughs> uh, really good comic. A matter of fact, I I hate going to the storage unit, but I went to the storage unit to grab two and three, and I've already read them. We have Hitomi. This one I didn't know what to expect from Image, and uh, this is a Jap Japanese girl seeks a black samurai who killed her family for revenge. The same samurai works for a rich man and saves the girl from freezing to death. I, I thought this story was tight and, and so much fun in that in that genre. I uh, liked that one a lot. But the 5 out of 5 goes to Savage Dragon 263. Malcolm deals with the death of the hospital using his blood for COVID. They head to the beach where they are attacked by Mako. And this is him and his woman and all the kids that they have uh, going to the beach for a good time and get attacked by Mako. One of their kids is now missing after that whole ordeal. And I think Mako's, this this version of Mako is dead. So that wraps up uh, that week. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And um, you can reach me at Twitter, best place, at Mike Myers Blunch. Please send me questions. Um, it keeps the show going, keeps the interaction going. I know you're listening. Um, that's the best place to interact with me at Mike Myers Brunch that's M-Y-E-R-S too um, uh, also you can send me email if you want at mike at comicbooknoise.com uh, let me know if you like the shows I, like, I don't get a lot of feedback but I keep doing them uh, if you like listening let me know even if it's just say hi I like listening to your show um, the other place is geekbrunchpodcast.com. That's where you'll find this episode. You'll find Geek Brunch, Geek Brunch Retro, and Mike M's Weekly Reads there. I'd like to bring back uh, Mike M's Collector's Corner, but uh, it's too much time right now. If something happens where I go part time at work in the future, I, I would love to re redo that. You know, get that that podcast back up and going. And uh, finally, you can also reach me at dcnoisepodcast.com. 
where I do uh, a show with Kyle and we talk about like three different comic series. Um, we do that almost every other week. Sometimes it's every third week. But uh, you definitely get one show a month for sure. Uh, there's sometimes two shows. Um, but um, we, we do it when we can get together on a Sunday night. And I, I'd really like you guys to listen to that show and you know, show our love for DC Comics. And uh, that sort of wraps this up. You guys take care of yourselves and uh, enjoy your comics. You know, uh, enjoy every page. It, it really is a fantastic medium and you should celebrate it. Um, just enjoy it. Have fun with your comics. Don't be so critical. Just let it let yourself and let your mind escape into the comic book and let it take you away from the reality that's there. And if it does that, it's it that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to take you into another world and enjoy, you know, whether it be the art, story, both, the color, um, the ads, uh, any anything. Just try to try to escape and enjoy your comics. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.